everyone. Welcome to Made to Dream. I'm your host, Maya Chanel, and here we share stories from women around the world to inspire, encourage, and educate young girls and women to dream without limitations. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Ms. Juliana Costa, and I'm so excited to hear so much more about her. She's a copywriter and a financial educator, so I'm sure we'll get a lot of great tips out of her today. And if you don't get them today, I'm sure you can contact her to get more of the full scoop. So hi, how are you doing today, Juliana? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to let you go ahead and take the platform to introduce yourself to the audience and let them know a little bit more about you and what you do. Sure. So my full name is Juliana Costa. I go by Jules Online, Jules on Tap. Um, on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I started out my remote work journey as a journalist. And then from there, I just took on a bunch of different roles. I've been an English teacher. I've been a social media manager. I've been everything. And I finally landed on um, being a copywriter and being a financial educator. And what mm -hmm. I'm finding more and more is that um, there's a lot of people out there who, you know, want tips on how to get online, especially nowadays where everybody's kind of stuck at home. You know, how do I start my side hustle? How do I start a business that scales? Um, and having gone through all of those different, <laughs> all of those different side hustles, um, all, all mm -hmm. of those different main hustles sometimes, um, I found that I'm very well equipped to give advice as to how to um, start your business with the math in mind and start your life with the, the math in mind and how having all of these financial numbers pinned down can actually help you, you know, feel good about, you know, feel good about yourself, your relationships, mm -hmm. feel empowered and filled with confidence and ease. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. And listen, those side hustles brought you to your main gift because you were able to try out everything, figure it out and know that, okay, this is what I'm good at. This is what I like to do. So this is it. So I love it. I love it. So uh, walk us through a little bit of the process. I know it can be hard, you know, starting off um, venturing out to something that is not of the norm, you know, going out, getting a nine to five, getting some security as we would say but you know during this time we know that even that's not secure <laughs> so what it was some of your process um how did you overcome different obstacles that you faced along the way sure i mean like you heard i really tried everything but what made the big difference for me was learning how to reach out to mentors um learning how to kind of get over the shyness that i <laughs> sometimes mm -hmm. experience and i know a lot of people mm -hmm. experience this shyness mm -hmm. Um, and just start reaching out to people through Instagram, through LinkedIn, through Facebook. If I see somebody who's doing what I want to do, um, I go out and I say, hey, you know, <laughs> this is me. This is what I have to offer. Can you please show me how you got to where you are? And I found that that was really the number one way that I was able to create a venture that really... Um, you know, was fruitful. Mm -hmm. I think that is awesome because um, I've had mentors along my way. I know a lot of the listeners probably have heard before that, you know, before I was doing all of this, all my life, I wanted to be a doctor until... Mm -hmm. 
I had like 10 mentors and they were like, no, no, it's good. It's good. You know, the money's great. You know, lifestyle's a little crazy. And I was like, wait a minute, give me the full details. <laughs> give me the full scoop. I need to know what I'm getting myself into right now. So, you know, just talking and getting both sides, the pros and the cons will allow you to weigh out, you know, what you're your decision is going to be in the end, your, what your outcome is going to be. So I think having a mentor is very, very good when finding those pros and cons in anything that you want to do. So I'm really, really, really grateful for those mentors. So anyone, if you're looking to do something, find you a mentor because it's going to save you a lot of time and headache finding out things. Yes, exactly. And somebody who's willing to, you know, share their network with you, share those nitty gritty details that people think are rude to ask, you know, like, um, it's important. It's important, especially as women, it's important that we're talking about money. It's important that we're talking about pricing. It's important that we're Mm -hmm. not undervaluing ourselves and the only way that oh my gosh that's the that's the key word right there (laughs) undervalued yeah oh god I cannot tell you how many times I thought that I killed it on pricing my projects I you know I went in there for figures it's happening and then I talked to a mentor and they say no you should be charging double you know (laughs) and you're like like yeah you're like dang I thought I had come so far and I have so Mm -hmm. far to go and and I you know it it sounds like, oh man, I have so far to go, that sucks. But it's it's actually really great because I think every time I smash through a ceiling for myself, I have mm-hmm. a mentor standing there going, nope, there's more. There's more, ask for more, let's go. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we're climbing up these ladders together and um, without relationships, you just can't do it. No, definitely. So I want to ask you, how did you decide that you wanted to go your own path and do something on your own rather than going the traditional way of society? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I there are days where I still wish that I could sit there and do a nine to five. It's just not for me. Um, Mm -hmm. I think my biggest thing with working in a nine to five environment, working in an office environment, is that I started realizing that nobody was as invested in my success as I was. And, you know, when you're working in that very rushed, like I worked in journalism, it's a very rushed environment. Everybody has projects, Mm -hmm. deadlines. It's very difficult to find somebody who's going to take a minute and really look at your work and give you good feedback. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's what I love about being in the entrepreneurial space. you know, going back to that idea of mentors again, everybody Mm -hmm. who's working in this space, they create their, they've created their own lives, right? They, they are allowed to take an hour out of their day and talk to somebody, Mm -hmm. right? They have time. time. And, um, and I also find that because it's hard to work as a solopreneur, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's hard to work just, you know, um, alone at home. And because Mm -hmm. of that, people are so willing to respond to you and reach out and they're so receptive and they're like, yes, I've been there. I know what it's like to be new. Um, And so it's creating these little, you know, this just culture of like trading ideas that I I think doesn't necessarily exist when you're in a competitive environment, like a nine to five. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, I totally, totally agree because, you know, I think, you know, in the nine to five, so I worked a corporate job before, well, 
I was starting my businesses already, but you know, sometimes you gotta go do what you gotta do, get some money. So I was like, okay, like, you know, I know that I can do this. I have these skill sets and, you know, I'm pitching those skill sets and I'm trying to help out and use my skill sets. And you have people telling you, oh no, you need to go do this. Like I literally had someone try to tell me to go clean out a closet. And I was like, wait a minute, I am not the janitor. Like, what is this? <laughs> like, sorry, I'm not, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I am not doing that. So it's like a sense of, you know, some people, they may have to do it just because, you know, they have family, they have things that they have to take care of. And so, but me, I was like, listen, I don't have a family. Like, I need to do what I want to do. And I need to be happy in it because I'm not going to have anybody sitting here telling me to go clean out a closet, knowing that I have this type of skills. Listen, <laughs> it was just like not for me. So when you know it's not for you, you know it's not for you. So let's dig a little deeper into your businesses and allow the audience to know, you know, how did you get into copywriting and then finance? So like, where's the story there? Yeah. So they do seem very different, but I'm very much a believer in, you know, all businesses start with math. <laughs> um, it doesn't matter what mm -hmm. you do. It doesn't matter if you're right. painting. It doesn't matter if you're <laughs> writing. Um, you're uh -huh. going to have to deal with math because you're dealing with money. And um, right. yeah, and writers and creatives, we, we tend to, you know, going back to that word, undervalue ourselves. Um, I started mm. out writing blog posts for $10, <laughs> like a whole blog post. Wow. Yeah. A thousand words for $10, which is ridiculous. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and I, but because I didn't know, and now, you know, I'm charging way more than that. Um, right. Yeah, way more. And so kind of going back to it, I started as a writer um, because I wanted to be a writer. I was working as a English, like online English teacher. I was making $1,000 per month. And I said, okay, if I could make $1,000 per month writing, I would be much happier just because teaching wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I set out with this goal to make $1,000 writing. That wasn't going to happen, mm -hmm. charging $10 per blog no. post. No. <laughs> So I met my first mentor. She kind of took me under her wing. And all of a sudden, you know, I was reaching that $1,000 mark. And then I was reaching the $2,000 mark, $3,000. And it just kept growing and growing. And I was like, oh my goodness, what is changing here? And it's not necessarily that my skills improved. It, a lot of it was this money mindset thing where I was willing to ask for more um, based on my skills and based on my experience. Um, Right. So that's kind of where the money and the writing came together for me is that I, I started seeing those numbers in my bank account go up and I was like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, this is fun. This is great. Um, and so now I like to talk to people about that because again, it's, it's difficult to know exactly what you're worth when you're not mm -hmm. talking to people. Right. So understanding your value, I think that's a big, big, big topic. And especially with women, because we're always told, you know, you're supposed to be in this little box. So then it's like when it's time to come out of that box and to like say, you know what, this is what I, I'm capable of and this is what I'm worth. Sometimes we don't really know how to communicate that effectively or see ourselves being, you know, this person that is worth this dollar amount value. Um, so how were you able to get yourself? I know that you had a mentor, 
But I know it's a lot of mindset work too to get yourself in a space to say, you know what, I'm actually like, you know, capable of charging this much because, you know, especially if you have um, recurring clients and they're like, okay, like you're going up on your prices. Like, what is this? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. how do you, how did you overcome certain things like that? Yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll say right off the bat, I don't, I always choose clients who are also mentors. Um, I think mm -hmm. if, you know, I, that's part of what I love about freelancing is that I get to choose who I work with. And if they're mm -hmm. not as invested in my success as I am in their success, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's, <laughs> it's not a good match. Um, mm -hmm. And then tied to that is I see money as a transfer of energy, right? It's, it's a, like you, when you give somebody money, you're telling them like, here, like, here's this money that now you can go and use and you can spend it in order to kind of preserve your energy in different ways, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, if you think about what we spend money on, like, okay, we, you know, we just buy a tomato at the grocery store. Okay, we didn't have to go and, you know, we didn't have to go and plant those right. tomatoes and, and water them and do all of that. So it's mm -hmm. saving us, you know, again, it's saving us energy. And so I like to think about it that way is, you know, if, if somebody respects me, then they respect my energy mm -hmm. and they want to, you know, see all mm -hmm. of that grow and I respect them and I respect their energy and I'm saving them time and I'm saving them again, energy. Um, so I'm seeing it more of a, as an exchange and seeing it as, you know, if you value me, then you value my time and you value my energy. Mm -hmm. I think that really helped me kind of reconfigure it as to I'm not asking you for an amount you know I'm not asking right. you just for a number I am mm -hmm. asking you to val to value me this much I'm asking you to right. give me a tool that I can use to preserve my energy so that I can give that energy to you is basically right. how it goes yeah no I totally agree with that concept because it's like you know if I'm sitting here putting in the hours and you only want to pay me this much, then you're telling me that that's how much I'm worth an hour. And it's like my time and energy is basically worth nothing. So I'm like, like how on average, how long does it take you to write a blog post? Like you were charging $10. Yeah. I, w I mean, it was taking me so long. It was taking me like four or five hours. What? At least. Yeah, at least. Four hours for $10. Yeah, for $10. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> and again, like, I tell people, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, it, again, it's, I, I was on, you know, Upwork. I hate even mentioning the name, but like <laughs> I was on Upwork <laughs> and I was, that's what I was seeing is that that's what people were charging. And so I was just thinking, okay, I guess that must be what it is because I wasn't seeing any other platforms, you know? Right. And the crazy thing is like Upwork, you have a lot of people from different countries. So th of course they're going to charge less because their money is, you know, a little bit different than ours. And I mean, I tell people this all the time, um, even when I'm helping them to brand their businesses, it's like, you have to know where you want your business to go. Are you literally going to sit here and offer a 50% off sale just to get some sales and you want to be like a Louis Vuitton? Like Louis Vuitton does not have sales. You have to know where you want to position yourself and how you want to value yourself and how, how you want to value your brand so that people can value your brand in the same way. You don't see people going to the Gucci store looking for a sale. <laughs> they no. know they're going to pay full price. Yeah, exactly. That's 
some of the best advice that I ever got is 50% of people you've pitched to should think that you're too expensive. Like you cannot mm -hmm. be for everybody. You have to be right. a luxury. That's what you're saying. Be a luxury, not a commodity. Yeah. Not one can afford you. No, definitely. You have to be like that in your personal life. You have to be like that in your business, just so that you attract your target, your target audience. You don't want to just be attracting everybody because, you know, that doesn't give your, your brand like the value that it has. When you have people of, you know, people that are actually passionate about something saying, oh, my God, like this is the person that you need to go to. That makes your company way more valuable than a, someone who doesn't even understand what's going on saying, you know, it, it sucked. They don't yeah. understand yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> Exactly. They don't that yeah, they don't respect you, they don't respect your time, they don't respect your energy. And it is that thing where, you know, initially you want to be talk you feel like you have to talk to everybody, right? Like you have to have mm -hmm. a skill that's gonna help everybody. And it's like, no, you don't you don't have the time for that. You know, <laughs> like like nobody has the energy to serve every single person that comes across their way. You have to be a little choosy. Most mm -hmm. definitely. I totally agree. So what's one thing that you know now that you would have told your younger self? Raise your prices. <laughs> Raise your rates, <laughs> number one. And I would also say, you know, it's, you're not bothering people. That's, a, that's mm -hmm. kind of, you know, you, you're not bothering someone if someone is putting their knowledge out there and they're putting their story out there and you're reaching out to them you're not mm -hmm. annoying them by doing that that's literally if they didn't want you to reach out they wouldn't be putting it out there um, right. so that's that's how I approach it now you know every everybody that I want to connect to on LinkedIn everybody that I want to send an email to every podcast host that I listen to mm -hmm. um, and I want to know more from I just go ahead and shoot that shot because again, like you're not going to, you're not helping anybody by feeling shy and, and right. What's the worst they can say? No. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah the hurt nothing. And, and it's like, you know, people say nothing to you all the time. <laughs> like, already not saying anything, you know? So no, seriously. Well. yeah. Yeah. So, um, I know that, you know, over time, learning new things, overcoming different obstacles and reaching different, different levels in our life, our, our definition or version of success does change over time as we grow. So how has your definition of success changed over time? Yeah, from, from one year ago to now, everything's changed so much for me. And I think now I define it much more by how many people am I helping? You know, how, mm -hmm. how many stair, you know, ladders am I kind of, making for people to get up here with me because especially because so many people did that for me you know so many people mm. laid that groundwork gave me a hand helped me up um you know i of course i'm still very ambitious and i still want to see my business grow and i still want to see right. everything happen for me but um it's much less about what i can achieve now and it's much more mm. about how many people can i bring up with me Right, most definitely. And it will happen when you're more genuine with what you're doing and not necessarily chasing after the money, but being financially conscious, you know? Yeah. So it will definitely come um, going there. So what's one thing you would say to girls and women around the world to, in order for them to just dream without limitations? Mm -hmm. um, ask for everything. 
ask for everything and more, you know, that's what, <laughs> that's basically what I would say is, is every time you feel like you're reaching that ceiling, um, mm-hmm. go one step further, you know, charge $5 more charge, you know, ask for, for half an hour of somebody's time. Um, always at, you know, you don't have to go crazy. You don't have to, right. you, know, you, you don't have to quadruple your price on the first go, but take those mm-hmm. little steps to just be asking for just a little bit more each time and you're going to get more comfortable with it. And that helps you get bold and ask for everything and more. Most definitely. I totally agree. So we thank you once again for sharing your story here on Made to Dream. I do want to give you the opportunity to allow the audience to know how they can connect with you, how they can get your services and how they can just follow your journey. Sure. Um, I am Jules on tap on Instagram. I will answer any questions that anybody has about starting off in the freelance world, starting off as a copywriter. Um, Happy to help. Awesome. Awesome. And all of those links will be linked down in the description in the podcast notes below. And we thank you everyone once again for tuning in to Made to Dream. Once again, I'm your host, Mai Chanel, and we'll see you next time.